Oh, it's a rocket raccoon. Oh, it's a box of bones. Yeah. Do you want to like shake it for some bone rattling ASMR? There you go. Free ASMR, guys. Um, it. Oh God, it is just bones. John brought bones this time. Someone had KFC this week. It's raccoons. It's raccoon bones. It's raccoon bones and coyote bones. Yeah, I said KFC, some, not Popeyes. Well, that's fair. Some, and some turtle bones. Oh, uh, I didn't know you had turtle bones in there. Well, I found a dead turtle once. Uh-huh. And now I have turtle bones. In a box. Okay. And you brought those with you. <laughs> Why? Are you sharing with the class? Um, so I don't know. He looks so perturbed for a second. <laughs> Did you bring enough bones so, for everyone, John? So I, I, I looked perturbed because I packed this because I was like, I'll work on it. And I was like, why? When the fuck am I going to work on this? While, while, while I'm hanging out. Yeah. I, I have this cool uh, uh -huh. cowl. Yeah. Oh, it is cool. That I am sewing a bunch of bones on uh, for, the, oh, for the like necromancer costume. I see. That's, that's pretty neat. There were a whole bunch more. Did they fall off? And then, no. Oh, no. Um, and then this was in my backpack, and I put a beer in the backpack, barely screwed back yeah. on. I didn't realize that when I had put it in my backpack. So when I got home, my backpack was filled with beer. Mm -hmm. And so I ran it upstairs, and I just dumped everything into the bathtub, right? Did you drain your bones down the drain? No, they were attached. They were attached. I wash it. It's all wet. And so I'm like, dang, it's got to dry. So I, I put it on a hanger. I put it to dry. Mm -hmm. I wake up this morning. And it's mostly dry, and I take it off, and I put it on my, my door, right? Mm -hmm. Take my shower, walk back out. Bones are gone. Why are the bones gone? Thing is covered in slobber. Oh, there you go. And Nago's standing there looking at me like a fucking idiot. <laughs> so your dog stole the bones. And my dog stole the fucking bones off the cowl. To be fair, most <laughs> of the times bones are for dogs. Yeah, so it's like this, the dog's not entirely out of pocket on this one. That's fair. And you did soak them in beer. And if we've learned anything, I dogs them. fucking love beer. I washed them. Bones are absorbent. <sighs> Particularly when they're at it the wasn't dry bone. That long though. They're at the dry bone stage, so it there's no fat in that them. So long, the porousness of the bones have absorbed it was the beer. Like Ten minutes max. You basted the bones and then left them so in a dog area. Like ate most of the bones, and so now I'm like, now you have go, to pick different bones. Now I have to find some more bones, and I don't think I have like any bones that quite fit like they were. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna have to like rework the whole pattern. Yeah. I'm sorry. I love you, Nago, but Jesus. This Christ. is such an oddly specific problem that is weirdly on brand for today's episode. <laughs> Actually, yeah. It really is. Uh, you're trying to make art with bones. Your fucking dog eats the bones. Yeah. Hi, and welcome to Blank Bodies, a Vampire the Masquerade V5 tabletop and horror podcast. I'm your host, Hunter, and as always, I'm joined by the bone victim john the bone victim i don't like that the bone victim actually yeah that does sound probably worse than it is <laughs> how are you victimized by bones they, my well my bones are the victims ah uh, that's true so you're the spouse of the bone victims yeah okay hi i'm sarah i that was a sentence that i had to say <laughs> with my mouth okay so uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to Spooky Spooky Month. Yay. Spooky month. season is here. Uh, we, as as part of a, a thank you to the community for supporting us during Spooky Month, if you join the Patreon by the end of Spooky Month, we are doing a giveaway of some goodies. That's true. We've already announced the first giveaway. Yeah. It's going to be a copy of the W5 core book. Core book. And then, you know, got, got the jewelry, got some sketches, maybe some other surprises. And yeah, do we want to announce the second ones? 
What are the other ones? So the second one is we have a dice box. We have a dice box. Made by Reroll Woodworks. And it comes with a set of vampire dice and some other surprise goodies. Is it is it is that cool like cowboy western looking? Uh, no, this one is like onyx black. It's really cool. <gasps> oh, the goth box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, goth box. The goth box is pretty sick. They do good work. You should check them out on their Etsy and whatnot. Yeah, Quite yeah. excite. Hell fucking yeah. So uh, if you're giving us dollar reduce, we're going to give you some prize reduce. Prize reduce. You get the chance. You get the chance. To get a prize reduce. By rolling them bones. By rolling some bones. The bones. Cool. So that's out of the way. Uh, hi, guys. Welcome to Toreador Month. <laughs> shit's about to get bitchy uh if we have the energy for it here's what we'll insert like a five seconds of a harpsichord track just because it's funny <laughs> whilst i think all of us have admitted that we would fall into potentially being embraced as toreador we're not like the fancy ones no so trying to lean into that's kind of hard for it's us and we're trying we're doing our best but thank you for the patrons that voted for us to cover this as part of our Clan deep dive series. Yeah, it's sadly nearly come to an end with the core clans anyway. Yes. I'm just happy to know that uh, Toreador are apparently more interesting to our patrons than the Bruja. Apparently. (laughs) That's fine, I guess. That's fine. It's fine. Look, we we have plans in the works on how we're going to have a poll set up for helping us cover the Bruja. And then we're going to open up the clan polls to everybody else. Everybody else, except the Hakata. I think Hakata we're will them. be our bookend. Yeah, they're going to be the... Because that one is thick. They'll be like our Lord of the Rings length ending saga. Oh, God. Yes. So for those who are not aware, uh, during a clan deep dive series, we generally do this in a couple of parts. First part, this part, we'll be covering uh, the vibe of the clan in clan culture, some bloodlines, discipline, banes, compulsions, just kind of get a general feel. Second episode will be uh, the clan history deep dive major events, NPCs of notes, and any clan specific lore sheets. Uh, and then bonus episode, we'll talk about, we have an interesting idea on what we're going to do for the Toreador, as well as uh, NPC concepts yeah. that we are going to make up and then donate to the community that you guys can run Amok with. So content warning for those who are not aware. <laughs> Discussions of romance, sex, existential dread slash burnout, human trafficking, harm to children, slavery, torture, and art destruction are going to come up. If you don't want to deal with that, totally fair. That's we fair. have other episodes. You have been warned. I uh, love art destruction. Do you guys know that you can get like a full-size harpsichord for like three grand? What? <laughs> well, th- that's the thing. It's like really old. I want, I've always wanted like an old organ for like that surfy sound. Mm-hmm. They're really cheap because they're big and they take up a lot of space and no one plays organ or harpsichord anymore. And a lot of them are just like... Well, Grandpa had this and he loved it, and it's very valuable, so we keep it in the house. But we want it out of the fucking house. No. Yeah. Oh, here's one for ten grand. So if the internet wants to buy us a harpsichord, no, we're not putting that out in the world. I don't have time to learn how to play a harpsichord in fishnets or something. I think but, you can learn without the fishnets, and then you work your way up to them. So I'm just supposed to be naked? I mean, for the right price. Oh God damn it! Cool. Source books for this episode include the clan, the the core book for V5, the Camarilla book for V5, the Torridor clan book, Torridor clan book revised, Lore of the Clans, Lore of the Bloodlines, Cult of the Blood Gods, The Vampire of the Masquerade 20th edition source book, Veil of Night, Libelous and Gooiness 2, Keepers of the World, Veil of Night, The V5 Player's Guide, The V5 Companion, Guide to the Sabbat and the Mind's Eye Theater for Vampire of the Masquerade. Yeah. 
The research has been done. We will proceed. They were a superstar of prehistory, a being so beautiful not even God could imagine them growing old and ugly. Just as her tits were starting to sag and his cock began to weaken, the rose made a deal. It would never fade, never die. In return, the diva would be the keeper of love, beauty, and art through the long ages. The devil smiled as it died and rose again, the tyranny of beauty enshrined as an immortal murderer. When you have extinguished his soul in this world, and place him where the ray of hope is blown out as in the darkness of the damned, are you quite sure that the demon you roused will not turn and rend you? Abraham Lincoln, speech at Edwardsville, Illinois, Toreador Clan Book, page 29. They were a superstar of prehistory, a being so beautiful not even God could imagine it growing old and ugly. Just as her tits were starting to sag and his cock began to weaken, the rose made a deal. It would never fade, never die. In return, the diva would be the keeper of love, beauty, and art throughout the long ages. The devil smiled as it died and rose again. The tyranny of beauty enshrined as immortal murder. Core Book, page 26. When you have extinguished his soul in this world and place him where the ray of hope is blown out as in the darkness of the damned, are you quite sure that the demon you roused will not turn and rend you? Abraham Lincoln, speech at Edwardsville, Illinois. Toreador Clan Book, page 29. The idea that we must cling to our humanity is beautiful, and I believe in it as much as any monster who sucked the blood of mortals for centuries can. We must hold on to human emotions, allow ourselves to be moved and touched by the life around us like humans do. Otherwise, we degenerate into rank animals. To hunt and hunger nothing more is a pointless existence. Humanity is our common religion. Whatever else we believe in, we recognize the necessity of holding on to our civilized selves. Victoria Ash, Camarilla, page 41. Yeah, those were cool quotes. Thanks, guys. Yeah! Thank you, people, for the quotes. I appreciate the friends. I especially really liked that one. That one? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. That, so, But yeah, big thank you to uh, Eric, mm-hmm. uh, Brunt, and Ash. Hell yeah. Friends yeah. of the pod. Hell yeah. So. Y'all killed it. Thank you, friends. If people enjoy them, let us know, and maybe we can try to get them to read more things for us. They can read. They can read. It is possible. It's an upgrade are... from me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Vibes for the Toreador. Uh, the first one I wrote was serving cunt. Generally, I think most people when they think of Toreador is just like, look, they're hot and they're very dramatic. It's pretty accurate. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a stereotype, but sometimes things just fit. Sometimes it does fit. Uh, another big thing with the clan is them being artists. Whether they are actually the ones producing the art or actually good at it can be questionable. In fact, that leads to a lot of inter-clan politics. It does. <laughs> we will get to that. Yeah. I... <laughs> Anyways, 
basically, uh, this clan has a lot of what I call the big and rice vibes energy. So a lot of the, uh, I feel the inspiration that has come from those novels that have been cited by the authors of the game system as inter like as things they've looked for for writing the game. I think this clan kind of exemplifies that mm-hmm. very high on the pedestal. So if you like yourself a Lestat or Sad Boy Louie, this clan might be a good option for you to kind of fuck about in. Yeah. If you like the, the billowy poet shirts. Also, uh, what's his name for Only Lover- Lovers Left Alive? <gasps> yeah, Adam. All of them. Actually, yeah, the really. whole movie, Only Lovers Left Alive. Yeah, that's it's big Torridor tori- vibes. Yeah. That's like one of my favorite movies. It's so good. It's really good. It's so pretty. I always thought it was okay. It's very pretty. I love the soundtrack. All right then, Dick. I'm just being honest. <laughs> no, that's I fine. thought it was okay. I thought it was a little slow, but it looked very good. But yeah. I did get bored at times. Uh, I mean, it's it being slow is kind of the point, but that's... I don't think like that excuse. Like, if you're going to make a movie intentionally slow, I think they need to do more with some of those parts. There are some parts that just felt like empty, that's not fair. in a pointed way. That's fair. This clan is kind of the source in lore for a lot of the vampire myths where they're just like hauntingly, alienly beautiful and doing a lot of like the seduction predator. It's like, hi, I'm hot. Come here, snack. Right. This is the clan where that problem supposedly originates from. Also Bliss. Yeah, a lot of that. I like that one. That's a really good one. Everybody in Bliss, I think, is probably Toreador. No, that is super valid. Uh, <laughs> this clan is also known for being very catty, gossipy, and caring only about their carnal gratifications. Mm-hmm. This is like, if you, if you want to play Mean Girls in a high school movie. Toreador. Toreador. Yeah, if you just want to sit around and just read people to filth. If you're somebody who plays Bard all the time in D&D and you want to try a different game system, this is a perfect slot. For you to yeah. just be like, ah, just keep doing what I've been doing. Done. Hell yeah. Uh, a lot of times these vampires are more the power behind the throne. I would say kind of think of like Lady Olena or like Marjorie Tyrell from Game of Thrones. If you kind of want to uh, analogous analogy. Oh my God. Analogous something. Yeah. Uh, where it's instead of like, hi, I have a big sword or I do a lot of uh, dipl- diplomatic. We go to a big table and move pieces on a board. It's a lot more... Uh, social maneuvering mm-hmm. and just kind of, you know, it's like, oh yes, we'll be friends. And it's very, you know, uh, seems very polite. You've had a very pleasant conversation and then you leave and you shut the door and you go, shit, I told them everything. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. God damn, damn it. it. Damn, damn it. it. Damn I did it. not mean to do that. Fuck. So that kind of, tell the Cersei it was me. <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, they're often known to be very obsessive, maybe a little bit too needy, flaky and flighty. A lot of storytellers tend to get very overly passionate about any kind of works, people's projects. If they're into something, they just fully are like, this is my thing. So right. they have ADD. The, the, the hyperfixations. Yes. And to the point that it's a flaw. The, the point that it's they a problem. They can die from it. <laughs> uh, technically, in V5, that's not as much of a problem, but I have a note about that. But yes, that's been a thing. That's been their kind of, the big thing they've been known about in the game overall is a just... Staring at something that thinks neat for ages. Yep. And then the second that they're not interested, drop it. It's like dead to them. They're just like, I'm done. I don't care. It's like, that was your favorite thing five minutes ago. It's like, yeah, but I'm done. Oh, that's, that's, I got all of it. That's, that's so five minutes ago. That was literally five minutes ago. <laughs> you know, they're very good at living in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's uh, to the point where it's a problem. Uh, they're most known for being social butterflies. So their natural and supernatural beauty will combine with the power of the blood to make them some of the most dangerous social combatants in the game which social combat can fuck people up more than physical combat really 
Depends on the game, but I feel like more times than not, I'm like, yeah, no, social combat's going to be the biggest kick in the dick. One of the more fun social combats. It wasn't really, I wouldn't mm. necessarily say it was one of the more fun ones, but one of the more memorable ones, definitely, mm-hmm. was with Ken, um, my Toreador in one of our games. And one of the Toreador in the city, one of the younger ones, was talking shit to one of my Coterie mates mm-hmm. and like kind of making fun of them to their face, but not really openly. And Ken came over and within like three statements, mm-hmm. he had... I rolled very, very well, but essentially I was like, yeah, yeah, this is a pretty shitty venue, isn't it? It's down in the dumps. It's not very pretty. How much did you pay for the ticket again? Mm -hmm. She was like, uh, and I was like, you're right. Yeah, I guess you are paying me to be here. Um, and then, yeah, and then she was like, she looked at him for a second. He was like, anyway, what have you been working on? And knowing that she's kind of not a good artist Mm -hmm. and hasn't completed a lot recently Mm -hmm. and by recently i mean like a decade of it he's like what have you been working on we should hang out you can update me on your works and she just kind of stared at him for a second he was like oh well never mind and she just Uh, left (laughs) she just left (laughs) how much willpower damage i have no idea but i will say i did not see her and every time she saw me since she has gone and like (laughs) Looked away, not made eye contact. <laughs> oh, no. Good stuff. Good stuff. Don't fuck with my code remains. Yeah. But, you know, kind of uh, one of my favorite things, and it's just a fun thing to do for character building, is focusing on the drip and the outfits. Uh, I feel the Toreador, much like like how we described with the Venture, have often a very distinct look. Mm-hmm. More times than not, you can see them and go, ah. But instead of... Uh, the Ventru, where their dress is meant to be more of a showcase of power, the Toreador's show of power is more in, like, style and artistry. Mm-hmm. So uh, this can be a great tool for showcasing prestige, messaging, craftsmanship values. It is as much a mask as it is a billboard, so you can show be like, hey, so I am hard on my sleeve, quite literally. Or you can have a whole persona and facade that you've built up. So you can have a lot of fun with that. Uh, I feel like Toreador are very, even more so, well, maybe not more so, but mm-hmm. I think that they are very much presentation in all things. Mm-hmm. Like if they're arranging a meeting, mm-hmm. it's going to be in a place where like you go and you're like, oh, wow, this place is nice. Mm-hmm. Or like, this is telling me something mm-hmm. right now. You'll be sitting at the table and the table will be arranged in a way that it is like pushing either a message or a feeling or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The, the flowers have specific coding in it. they mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, the Torador with their outfits will usually have some sort of oomph to it, whether the style is comes down with like textures, stitching, materials, layering, accessories, hair, makeup, perfumes. Uh, this will be a total package showcasing something regardless of budget. Yeah. You can have the bougie guy who's got all the access to all the haute couture, all the designer, all the proper tailoring can get the... What is now considered bougie silks, where it has like the little bit of bumping texture in it, as opposed to the smooth flat silks, mm-hmm. which like reading about that history is fantastic. Uh, it reminds me of that one episode of King of the Hill where mm-hmm. um, they, I think it's Peggy starts doing art and she mm-hmm. gets pulled into a gallery and then her, the, or we'll call her the, her manager is like, oh, this is great, like shitty Americana work. And she's in a gallery where there's like a guy who's just gluing cigarettes to like, Make mm-hmm. pictures of George Bush <laughs> and like a beer can American flags and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, she makes the propane man. That's the one. <laughs> I feel like that could be a Toriador. Like oh, really yeah. weird yeah. Americana art. For sure. Yeah, just kind of like regardless of your 
budget, there will be kind of a, a style and a feeling and a vision behind it. Not that we in this room tend to do that all the time. I, you know what I mean? <laughs> you sitting there with your patched and buttoned in a box of bones. In a box of bones. Specifically themed jacket. Yes. <laughs> if you want more uh, inspiration on how to include coding uh, or symbology for vampire in your character descriptions and whatnot... Uh, there's a section called Kindred Fashion in the core book on page 53 through 55 that's got a bunch of really cool examples and things you should check out. But these are the degenerates, the harlots, hedonists, divas, bullfighters, acurolites, perverts, and artists. This is the Clan of the Roses. We've done it. So, in clan behaviors, what was this clan? What do they do? Um, the biggest thing, and I cannot stress this enough, is... Their ties within humanity. I read so much lore and text and fluff that I had to like boil down to get this down for you guys. Because especially if you read any in character written stuff for the Torador, especially if it's for Old World, they will fucking go. Mm-hmm. It'll it'll be wonderful to read. They'll have a lot of wonderful, beautiful analogies. Some of it's very poetic and awesome. But when you're trying to truncate it for an explanation thing to give to other people, they like they <sighs> like their humanity. It can, it can be broken down to that, I yeah, think. They yeah. They really like and they uh, really care my about brain, their humanity. My brain. But yes, yeah, so the Toridor are considered to be the clan most closely tied in with their humanity, with the possible exception of maybe the Bruja. Unless you get them mad enough, then they'll just forget. <laughs> uh, the Toridor tend to view time and schemes within cycles of weeks, months, and years, as opposed to decades and centuries. They don't tend to view things as quite long a scope as the other vampires will which tends to piss the other vampires off <laughs> because they think the Torridor are just flighty and just fickle and just being like, why can't you plan things? And they're like, girl, I did. And they're like, that was two weeks. <laughs> you have forever. <laughs> you have forever. Why? Yeah, but I did it in two weeks. I can move on to the next thing now. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is just ADHD, the clan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they also tend to use blush of life more regularly. In the old books, it's kind of described that they... Uh, have like special practices for doing the blush of life thing or they get it at a discount or it's just something they neatly do Mm -hmm. or they have like special ways that they train each other on how to be able to like eat and drink and perform sexually in ways that other vampires don't. It's kind of just for V5 wrapped all in blush of life. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted to highlight this as a player or a storyteller, just, you know, describe your characters as using this more often. Or if you just want to homebrew and just let them like, you can have your first flush of life for free every yeah. day, every night. I would say go for it just to encourage that kind of role play thing. But eh, do what you want. Uh, Latoyardor have some of the most intense and closest relationships with mortals compared to other vampires. Uh, this often gives them a massive edge in maintaining the masquerade because if you spend more of your time with humans as opposed to vampires, you're gonna get the memes. Yeah, you're gonna be like, ah, I'm I'm hip to the to the the musics and the what the heck the kids you, are doing. You know what's going on in the real world. Yeah, yeah, they're just like, no, I. Oh, gods. Yeah. So yeah, these are the vampires that are most likely having to teach the other vampires how to like log into social medias right it's being like no you could you know you can bank online now right like you don't have to google a bank google 
you could just. But I like my bank Google. Well, you, you can. He can do your online banking then. Yeah, yeah like you just fucking. <laughs> There's so much you could do online now that you don't have to like Google as many people. It's 24 hours. Like you don't. It doesn't have to be done during the day anymore. Like, you can make <laughs> deposits at like midnight. Like, still. look, I can cash your check on my phone. <laughs> it's like the phone has a camera. Oh fuck. Oh yes. god. Yes, it's had a camera for a while. For a minute now. <laughs> this, is, this is a problem. Yes. Uh, I feel like uh-huh. what, that's that comes as a good and bad. I don't know if we touch on this oh, later, a little bit. So yes. Sorry if we do. No, you're good. I don't know if that's a, comes as a good and a bad because I feel like they are the closely most closely tied to humans, partially because like they end up like caring about them. Yes. So much. Yes. <laughs> and that's kind of a problem sometimes. Yeah. Basically, uh, all sorts. Sorry must... for skipping. No, but... no, you're like literally going into my next point and yes, ending, which Hell I yeah. appreciate. But yes, the Torador uh, must maintain this dangerous balance between their urges, desires, and pleasures, as well as having honor, duty, and authority. So they're just like, I'm an inhuman monster that technically has forever, and I have all the wheels of uh, government and capital in my pocket. But I really like Greg. Greg's a swell guy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be best friends with Greg. I need to not eat Greg. Oh, fuck. Hold on. (laughs) Shit. How am I going to do this? I also need to make sure other people don't know I like Greg. Yeah. <laughs> someone else knows I like Greg, Greg's going to die. Also, Greg's just going to die because he's yeah, a human. Right. Fuck. Damn it. It's like when you adopt a dog and they go, ah, oh, shit, it's going to die. <laughs> Fuck. So, yeah. Toriador problems. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, Toridor are also uh, very renowned for having this spark of creation. Uh, they tend to act as creators and curators uh, within the undead and mortal communities. Portions of the Toridor will continue to make art. Painting and sculpture are their most iconic because yay being European based. But this art can cover things like baking, dance, martial arts, game design. Pretty much anything that the art. Yeah, anything creative, do it. That can be your art. Go for it. Gunsmithing, yes. Uh, auto design, yes. Uh, models in CAD, sure. Why the fuck not? <laughs> Needlepoint. Historical, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like historical Pottery? costuming? No, making fabric. Oh, like weaving? Sure, historical weaving. Actually, I feel like a lot of, oh God, yeah, there could be a whole market for uh, Toridors that are on YouTube now as like historical costumers and like fabric makers and craftsmen that they've just been doing this craft for so long that it's like come back around as being a niche thing that people are interested in. Right. They're like, oh, cool. Yeah, I learned how to do this like like, 130 years ago. They're just like Townsend's, the guy from uh, Connor Prairie. He's fantastic. Especially if you like doing historical uh, fantasy fiction things and you're just like want to find foods and cooking things that you can just bring into your game for like fun fantastic also it's just really it's just charming (laughs) the townsend and son cooking channel fantastic uh but yeah other portions of the clan will become teachers sponsors to mortal artists they'll build galleries libraries museums they'll host auctions they'll manage arts endowments they'll fundraise or run colleges studios record labels They'll research, critique, and preserve works of art. In previous edition, this split in the clan was referred to as artists versus posers. I'll be honest, I don't like that. <laughs> it's a me thing. I think it fits with the clan. I don't like it as it is. I don't like the phrasing where it's like, because the, there was the, the first clan book where they have several pages talking about like, the artists are like this and they don't like that term because the posers made it up and then da, da, da. And I was just like, 
I understand the sentiments, but the way this is being broken down feels very high school in a way that for me is not fun. But having the split Toreador feel very high school, though. So that's why I feel like it fits for me. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't like it, but I also don't like you most of the clan's involvement in World War Two. I guess what I'm (laughs) saying is I think it's not out of um... it's not out of pocket. No, 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 no. I feel like if I didn't acknowledge it, it would be weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm also acknowledging the you can have this dichotomy and not use those names because I think the dichotomy between the creators and the like curators can be very interesting and cause a lot of like drama and plot for your games. I would make it more fine art versus like crafts work. And because it seems yeah. like even the curators mm-hmm. or the artists would include like painting mm-hmm. and sculpting and more of the creating work but it's more high high art like the stuff that mm-hmm. is recognized by like high society and is traditionally considered part of the arts even things like ballet could fall into that mm-hmm. whereas like some of these others like weaving or pottery or baking might be like that's, so that is that's a whole argument within the clan and i do talk about that later about depending on what clique or guild you're with or just what group social groups you're in. Some will just be like, I like that you're making things. See, I like that split. I feel like the split personally is between creating the creator and the facilitator Mm -hmm. where you have like the curator and the teacher who is facilitating creation. You aren't creating your own works all the time where the creator is creating original things and making new. And I feel like that's where the split is right now for that clan in in the clan where it's like, I create, (laughs) you, you can't even paint. What are you talking about? No, I'm saying, I think that that difference that I said is just more interesting as a clan split. Mm. I feel like there's more of a societal discussion to have there. I mean, the other can be interesting, but I feel like, Oh, yeah, on for some sure. Level. Yeah, I, I, I was just trying to report what is in the books. There is a split in the artist creator side that does divide on your lines. Okay. For sure. Uh, but that's just like further subsecting. Uh, it's like clicks. Yeah, it's it's sort of just, just a lot of clicks. Because even on the quote unquote poser side, where it's the facilitators and the curators, there will be splits on like. Oh, I've I've taken on a protege and they they're still creating, but what they're doing is like passing down and maintaining traditions and as opposed to people that are like running the galleries and doing the money side business things or mm-hmm. have uh ghouled a bunch of local politicians to make sure that the endowments for the arts is getting funded. Right. You know. Which hey, you know, good on ya. Good on ya. <laughs> I'd rather my tax dollars go to that than many other things we do. But Same. That is fine. And I'm also going to mention here that uh, the uh, the thing with the Toreador that just kind of like find a cool thing that they like and they just kind of stare at it forever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's basically them losing themselves into beauty. And this is kind of where they get a lot of ties in with like the Malkavians particularly. Uh, and this thing that they get enraptured with can be a painting. It could be a physical body. Uh, it could be just oil dancing on the surface of a water. It could literally just be the sunrise. Could kill you. Yup. Yeah. I think there was one uh, thing that was, it was a description of a Toreador like walking down a street and like seeing a cigarette butt like going out mm-hmm. and just getting caught in that and like staring at it mm-hmm. and then the sun rising and being like, well. Yeah, yeah that's whoops. not unheard of. Uh, a lot of the time, or the mechanics for this was previously you would have to roll willpower checks until you passed a difficulty and then you could go continue on your scene. Mm-hmm. Um, this is technically not a thing in okay. V5. 
but I think it's a cool clan bane that would not be difficult to translate over. So if you have somebody that still wants to continue this. I think that'd be interesting. I would just put the caveat that um, because it's one that can trigger more often than a lot, I probably wouldn't put a player in a situation where that would put them in between final death or not. Like it's very poetic to write in mm. their short stories and fictions in the world that he stared at his own painting until the sun rose and he died in mm-hmm. its beauty. But like, that's not fun as a player. If you're like, I'm working on a painting. I rolled bad. I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. I, that Whoops. might be a, uh, Talk about it with storyteller. You, I feel like you could put you could put him in a situation where it would be very dangerous. Like mm-hmm. they get attacked. Oh my god! You've no, you've realized the sun is uh, rising, but you can get to your car, and your car is like sunproofed. Yeah, so it's like you might take an ag. Yeah, you got to run through the parking lot to but... get there, but you can get there. You know that, yeah. or it's um. I feel like it'd be more appropriate. Like you're got your coterie's walking through an alley, and a rival group of vamps jump out, but the torrier is too transfixed on like a neon light display mm-hmm. on the wall so while everyone else is like bracing for attack they're just staring off at like something beautiful and they get clocked in the face for it like i feel like that's a more appropriate yeah, in-game which, use for it at that point getting clocked it'd be like well i guess you'd passed a willpower check now somebody yeah. hit you in the face with a shovel yeah well the problem is depending on that like they might not that uh very well could be final death depending on who's clocking them true and with yeah. what yeah. <laughs> just a just a suggestion just need to talk it over with your players make sure you don't be a dick uh yeah another big thing Tordor into is traveling yeah they are one of the most mobile of the clans probably safe for the ravnos honestly which is impressive and the lasombra that like the ocean yeah because they've got the pirates yeah, Tordor and the pirates going. just kind of on the same lake i wonder if they hang out Especially probably. in the old days, like when you had to take a boat places. Yeah. Oh, you probably, probably even now they're just kind of the, the meme of two Spider-Men just pointing at each other. Just you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Toriador, uh, see travel as being not only good for the soul, but helps to maintain connections with mortals and can help maintain the masquerade. Cause if you've been fucking around in an area for about a human lifetime, it might be time to move. Yeah. Just been like, oh, people are going to know my face. Cause I got a really cool face that people care about shit. <laughs> all right bye all right i guess i'll go to mozambique <laughs> fine shucks uh but these establish networks and alliance sorry they establish networks and alliances to ensure safety and access to cultural centers that are sometimes exclusive to only their clan so it's not unheard of for torridor to just kind of do the it's like backpacking things where they're just like okay i'm off to go to milan bye and they might be going through countries or going to cities and areas specifically that are unfriendly to them due to their the Torridor and the cam. And they're going to a Sabat place, but they got like a cool museum and they have a deal with the, the, the anti-tribute to be like, look, guys, I know we don't agree, but we all like this museum. They're just like, shit, you right. It is a cool museum. <laughs> it is a cool museum. Wouldn't it be wrong for you to keep that from me? Or, you know, they're just Fuck. like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go on holiday in some place in Southeast Asia where there's like the, the, the more, uh, the Kwaijin vampires and they're just, everyone's like, I'm afraid to talk to them. They're like, what? No, he's cool. <laughs> right. I, I think that ties in a lot with kind of the trope that a lot of the times like Elysium is mm-hmm. organized and held by Toreador. Mm-hmm. And I think part of, I mean, that just leans into them run being kind of known for running neutral spaces where it's like, we're here 
to bask in the beauty or the moment or whatever's happening and we're putting everything aside for this event and Mm -hmm. so having someone who gives a big shit about the event really helps too hell yeah yeah. definitely which is super fun it's super cool it gives your players more of a political social networky reason to be involved with like other kinds of beings if that's something you want to explore in the table and also gives reasons for other vampires to be like kind of shifty where they're just like what kind of deals are they cutting? We're like, they're cool with all these people. Like, what the fuck? What are they doing? Those backstabbing assholes. They won't let me into their party, so I don't know. Fuck. Uh, but yes. With... Not like we're all not going to be experiencing all of that soon. Oh, right. Game. Oh, yeah. No, not at all. No. Not at all. We're not all doomed. Everyone gets along with me. Same right now. For now. For now. But yes. So, uh, Toridors with their humanity and being interested in interacting with mortals also involves the fact that a... Uh, they have a lot of mortals they keep around. Due to that, they have things where they have mortals that they consider like their special little groups, their special little guys, that are the, their favorite mortals, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, they work really hard to maintain and protect. This could be just people they like like to go to book club with. Uh, this could be work associates, could be artists that they're trying to like support and maintain. There's a ton of different options. Could be like, oh, they remind me of my mortal family and I feel like I'm having connection with people again. There's tons of ways you can flavor this. Mm-hmm. Some Toreador will go to the, so far as to creating out of whole cloth mortal personas and identities that they will dress up for and act out so that they can interact with their mortal friends. Like, hello, fellow children. <laughs> like, literally, <laughs> that meme. <laughs> See, on a darker side, I'm listening to the last podcast mm-hmm. uh, series on Andrew Cunanan. Oh, no. That's just what he did. Yeah. So that's also a good way to use... I can't remember what they actually call it in V5, but like where you have multiple like fake IDs. Oh, masks. masks. Yeah, multiple masks. Like I feel like that's a much better use of mask. Oh, yeah. Then Mm -hmm. I see a lot of people use it where it's just like, I'm in trouble. Drop one. I'm this guy now. Mm -hmm. Right. But I feel like that's actually like maintaining multiple personalities and like getting a lot out of them. Yeah, if you want to go like tuxedo mask or the stepfather with it, because there's also the predator type cleaver. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Perfect. Speaking of that. Ugh. Uh, it is considered gauche to feed from this little special group of your mortals. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of Toridor does like getting together and talking with each other about their like special little mortals, like their Pokemon cards. Yes. <laughs> They're just like, look, I just like, I, I have a mechanic. <laughs> I would, I will trade you a mechanic for uh, is that a Midwest emo? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I've been looking for one of those actually. <laughs> this one's shiny. <laughs> He needs a bath. He do. He bath. He's, he's really sad. I've been trying to work on it. Just, <laughs> his, his girlfriend broke up with him and he's been too depressed. But the music's fantastic. So good. So good. I might have arranged his girlfriend to break up with him. Because she was a bitch. She was a bitch. And he, the music is so much better now. The music's better and he can do better. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so feeding from your little Pokemon favorite friends. Super gross. Nobody likes that. Basically because it equates your little f- special friend's to like livestock and that's showing that your humanity is faltering and it's just bad play. So the Torridor just like, it's kind of gross. That's super gross. Why are you doing that? Like that's, that's sketchy. I don't like that. It's also not unheard of for Torridor to periodically maintain mortal families, whether this is from their life because they were recently embraced and they're just like, Oh fuck, I still got to pay the mortgage or, uh, they have a newly adopted family. (laughs) 
It's also frowned upon uh, to do this and to feed from them because this will just end in disaster. I'm yes. just going to gesture to the movie The Stepfather with Terry O'Quinn. Yes. It's like, hey guys, this could go badly, but that's a great Halloween movie. Most children's horror, really. Yeah. It's about usually about someone weird entering the family. Mm-hmm. Or um, Fright Night. Fright Night. Fright Night's fantastic. Fright Night that's good. a neighbor, but. But still. Technically Lost Boys. That could work, though. For the concept, you're like, well, I don't want to be in the family, but what if I was like the neighbor? Yeah. Don't watch the remake of Fright Night, by the way. No. (laughs) It's really weird McLovin's in it, and he's supposed to be scary. I think it's half joke, half scary. It does not work. It doesn't quite land. No. Uh, Yep. Yes. Continuing on. So the Torador uh, often keep large circles of ghouls. Uh, these ghouls are rarely plucked from their group of special mortals. That's not... Again, gross. Bad, bad play. Yeah. You can't be doing that. Your special uh, mortars are not tools. They are not uh, cattle. They are not... They're your friends. They're your friends. It's like keeping cats or pigeons. You're just like, you know, these these are my little guys. They're my, they're my friends. Right. Uh, the herds of ghouls can be used for running errands, maintaining your businesses, protection, building capital, because, you know, you got to pay for all your bullshit, or just to be pretty. You're yeah. just like, what's their job? Beach. Look at them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so does the opposite happen mm. with Toreador ghouls that happens with Nosferatu ghouls? Like, well, over time, they will in some ways become more attractive, whereas Nosferatu ghouls, if you're ghouled long enough, you might take on that quote-unquote ugliness. You could could flavor it that way i do have some notes about that later on Ooh, okay but technically f- standard no usually the torador are much more into like preserving what is there so if they find somebody that they find to be particularly beautiful and this could come in a variety of shapes sizes colors distinctions have fun with this Please have fun with this. Don't get locked into the has to look this certain way to be hot because that's just not fun. People are neat. Comes all sorts of shapes. Unless they're on fire. <laughs> then they're always going to be hot. Until they're put out. Well, there could be a Tory door that's like, I, I find the way that their scars formed on their body to be beautiful. And that's why I think they're that that's my hot ghoul. <laughs> that could happen. True. I don't see why not. Uh, But... Uh, I don't know if they were wholly on... I guess if you ghouled them. Never mm-hmm. mind. I was going to be like, if they were wholly on fire, I don't think they'd survive. But then I was like, well... Mm, maybe. Ghouling will do a lot. Yeah. Ghouling will do a lot. Like taking away their free will, which is the other reason why you don't blood bond yeah. your special friends. Because then they're like, well, they're not really my friend anymore. Because I kind of like manipulate and control them emotionally. Whoops. Which is interesting because normally I feel like most people think of Toreador as being the exact opposite of that at all times. Mm-hmm. Well, well, because I think that they are like that with everyone but their special little people. That's mm-hmm. fair. You know, that's like this This group is off limits because this group is the group that makes me feel human. Mm-hmm. But fuck everybody else and I will take advantage and rip off everybody else and, and do whatever I need to do to make myself happy or help these little dudes. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's, that's nah, yeah. And, you know, depending on where they are on the morality scale, that can get more or less intense. Yeah. Uh, and the Toreador also seem to be one of the few clans who are capable of genuine love. <laughs> so if you're interested in doing a romance plot, this is probably a good clan for that. Uh, know that it will hurt you. It will hurt you. <laughs> Whether it's his mortal vampire or other supernaturals, Toreador be banging everybody. They're the bards. Uh, they are. Uh, these relationships do tend to end very poorly. For the mortals, they will either get killed by rivals, you will tear them apart in a frenzy, because vampires just fuck up. Yep. 
There's a great description of one of the books where it's just like, you won't think one of these nights you're going to wake up from a frenzy rubbing your inter- your lover's internal organs over your nipples because they make your nipples hard in just the right way. But, you know, one day it will happen to you. Whoa! They, I, yeah, it's wild reading Whoa! some of this shit where you're just like, okay, flowery, 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 Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then it comes back to flowery and you're just like, what the fuck? That's, that's Toreador. Yeah. I'm just like that wasn't that was intense. Or you know, if 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 you love them so long, why don't, why don't you want to be lovers forever? So you embrace them. <sighs> yeah, that doesn't end. Kane said not to do that. It's in the rules, guys. But yeah, if you have a kindred who is dating another kindred, the problem is when you guys break up, you have an enemy that's going to be there forever. Could you imagine having an ex that you don't like that shows up to events you have to go to constantly for especially, hundreds of years? Especially if they're Toreadors, so they're already like <sighs> catty and mean anyway. Yeah. And then they have a reason to be catty and mean at you specifically yeah, forever. Forever. Luckily, Toreador move around a lot. Maybe that's part of the reason. There's like, they I have can't, a lot of exes. I have so all many these exes. Different cities. No, no, no. We can't go to New York. Well, I mean, part of I have that. 15 exes there. <laughs> I mean, that definitely makes sense. Part of the reason they move around so much is because they get so well known. I think mm-hmm. notoriety is just as important as popularity. Yes, right. that yeah. is true. An ex fault would definitely fall into the notoriety camp for vampires. And they're just like, you dated who? <laughs> Either that's a good thing or a bad thing. God. You know? Or it's like, oh, you broke up with him? Like, how? <laughs> he was paying for everything. Right. <laughs> Oof. Ouch. Yeah. And then you have the options of uh, lupines, changelings, wraiths, demons, other supernatural things, hunters, secret, second inquisition agents. I, you can choose what flavor of pain that is. Storytellers, yeah. d- go for it. You know, <laughs> just none of these will end well. Have fun. Yeah. Yeah. As long as just, just, this is a session zero talk of just like, hey, characters in, it's interested in exploring or when it comes up in the plot, because more times than not, this just comes up in the plot. Mm-hmm. A romance thing will start to happen and you just need to be like, hey, do we guys at us the table want to explore this or nah? I also think it's important to say that like for Toriador, it doesn't necessarily have to be romantic love either. Yeah. You can there's... be like, I am just, I love this person. They're like my best friend in the world mm-hmm. kind of thing. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, just, I just had to talk about it being romantic and sexual oh, sure. love because they fucking, they, they do. ages, they do. ages of that. Absolutely. Which is interesting considering how much not sex technically the rest of the vampires have but considering how much sex everybody be doing in the books regardless yeah (laughs) it's very funny because it's like well if these vampires that are not supposed to be fucking are fucking this much how much more authority or fucking always it's also (laughs) even when they're not they are for old world too i think it's one of those things where like the humanity system Mm -hmm. and what's actually going on in the games and the books just don't work at all they don't they don't match Mm, like it's one of those things where it's like you're supposed to be pretty low on the humanity system if you're willing to just kill people Mm -hmm. but like almost every game that's just a requirement of getting through the game at some point yeah people don't usually seem that upset about it not wanton destruction necessarily but Mm -hmm. uh man i could destroy some wantons you just had so much pho that's true you were a pho boy i do love me some pho me too pho's sick but yeah, I think that, it's that fucking good. Hell yeah. But I think that's why um, it's important to highlight what we mentioned earlier about them being so into maintaining their humanity, because unlike most other vamps, their whole thing doesn't work if they don't have like at least a three fourths full humanity tracker or then their life falls apart. Speaking of falling apart on we. Yay. This is a thing the Toreador have to deal with probably um much more distinctly than the other clans because their uh, spiral down the humanity tracker is much more visible and dramatic. 
And if this is a story element you are interested in exploring, this is the group you do this with. I think you just say that about the Toreador in general. Yes. They're much more visible and dramatic. <laughs> You're right. It's all that highlighter. It's all that <laughs> highlighter. Fucking Christ. But those who live long enough, oftentimes at least like a human lifetime, uh, will succumb to what is known as a burnout phase. Yeah, this clan, now that we've said it, yeah, this clan just has ADHD as a clan. Like, that's their main. <laughs> they just have ADHD. Uh, but yeah, they'll become listless, hopeless, and bored, etc. There's tons of ways to flavor the the just impending uh, of just having to continue to exist and everything that you loved and cared about has died, will die, will continue to die. Everything you make is futile and pointless because no one's going to care about it. And, you know. Yeah. 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 I remember my last great work was odd for 50 years, and then it was moved from a museum to a private collection, and no one's seen it since. Yeah. No one no one anymore respects pointillism. <laughs> <laughs> All sorts of shit. Uh, it is not unheard of uh, for uh, Toreadors who become so uh, enraptured in their own ennui and burnout to just... Uh, Escape to seeking a final sunrise. They'll just fucking I, off themselves. I can see it. Especially because yeah. that's like the most beautiful thing you can do, right? Is watch mm -hmm. the sunrise at the end. And yeah. I, I haven't seen this in 200 years. I'm going to watch the sunrise. Oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just, and, and it's I can't. Dramatic, it's very dramatic. And I, I can't say I blame them. Um, no. hmm. I'm, I'm going to put the caveat here of like, maybe... Maybe romanticizing, self-deleting is not the best. Probably not. So make sure you're handling that theme correctly at your table, please, and thank you. Others will seek out any kind of sensation. This is just like, I just need to feel fucking something because I am dead inside. So thrill-seeking will include rager parties, drugs, dangerous acts. If left unchecked, these Toreadors can fall into rabbit holes of depravity. And it can get kind of extreme. The old world books explicitly mention black markets, gambling, political exploitation, human trafficking, enslaving, fighting rings, sexual exploitation, including pimping, non-consensual porn, snuff, and child pornography. Yikes. Talk about this at your table at session zero. If you're going to do a low humanity burnout sad boy. Watch out. Yeah. I would just, at least two or three of those probably at my table just immediately be like, like we're no. not doing that. Yeah. And we're not doing that. Yeah. yeah. If you want to, if you want to have a super edgy dark game at your table, that's great. Cool. Some people don't want to fucking deal with that during their fun time. I think most. Most people don't. No. Most people don't want to deal with most of the things on that list. Yeah. Not a good time. So snuff's pretty fun. We did cover that in previous episodes. If you wish to go and listen, there's a couple. Fight rings could be fun. It was the most happy I've ever been working on the show. <laughs> writing those episodes. Oh, I'm sure. You can I... tell by listening to the episodes. Oh god, in my element. Yeah, it's like fighting rings. If it's consensual, could be fun. Sure. Uh, yeah. Forcing uh, humans no. to train and be bloodbound to you and fight for your affections. Probably to the so death. Good. Yeah, probably not. So yeah, good. not cool. You ever see that movie Cage? No. We watched it the other weekend. It's really good. It's kind of about that. It's uh, Lou Ferrigno and Reb Brown are like Vietnam vets. Okay. And uh, Lou Ferrigno takes a bullet in the head. And so he's like mentally handicapped. Oh, God. And then uh, I believe it's a some sort of, I'll be honest, it was the 80s, kind of racist Asian gang is having like secret cage fights. And they kidnap uh, the now mentally handicapped Lou Ferrigno and make him fight in like blood matches. 
Oh my and God. Red Brown's got to save him. <laughs> that is a wild series of sentences. That happened, apparently. It's a, it's a good movie. There's a sequel I need to watch. It oh is also... It is also a um, movie that it, you should not watch if you're not uh, fine with casual racism. There's some Italian mobsters who say some wild shit to Fuck. everyone else. No. I'll leave it at that. Oh, I'm upset. That sounds hilarious, except for the casual racism. It is. It is a great movie. There's a weirdly the most bromantic movie moment I've ever seen in, in a film. Lou Ferrigno, Red Brown, uh, rubbing each other's shoulders and crying on a weight bench. You know, good for them though. I'm glad they're healing. Wait, mm-hmm. they're rubbing. They're rubbing each other's shoulders. Well, Lou Ferrigno's on the bench, and Red Brown's like rubbing his shoulders. Okay. While All they right. cry together. Gotcha. Valid, fair, respect. Uh. Those Torador who are able to find a new passion, whether it's a lover, a project, etc., can pull themselves back from the brink so they can be pulled out of the ennui and be like, oh, wait, I found my humanity again. Guys, fuck. Sorry. So I fell out of my pocket. <laughs> so for Torador, mm-hmm. is it easier for them to find their humanity again because of that? Potentially. Uh, how you want to parse that in your games kind of up to the troop. Right. Um, it might be just the Toreador is doing activities that would potentially let them earn humanity because of role playing choices. Okay. That's a thing you could do. Yeah. Um, or if you wanted to make it so if it's an active project for them, make it a way for it to be cheaper for them to regain humanity, mm-hmm. etc. Okay. Yeah. Uh I was just thinking like it might it would it's kind of interesting the idea of them like having a real hard humanity mm-hmm. spiral downward. But then again, if they're able to find something, oh my God, I forgot how much I loved uh, making clay bricks to mm-hmm. build sheds. I haven't done this in years. Yeah. And they're like, they get real into it. You know, that brings their humanity back. That's kind of neat. That'd be, that could be a fun character thing where it's like you start the game at a lower humanity in the story arc and chronicle as you, uh, Stella finding her groove. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That could be super fun. Uh, unfortunately, for those who do not find their new passion and get their groove back, uh, they will become colder and even enjoy the cruelty, seeing it as a new art form. Like they'll just start trying to justify what they're doing to themselves. Right. Oh, they're gonna they start doing a flower and flesh of blood kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So while uh, no to- no Toriador is above feeling jealousy, spite, and wrath, those who continue to spiral down the humanity track will revel in it and pull in human and put inhuman amounts of effort and craftsmanship into causing harm to others. This is where, like, the really petty, catty, just fucked up Toreador really start kicking in, where it's just like, oh, not only is this vampire going to fuck with you, they have the time, the budget, and the dedication to not only make your life hell, but they're going to make it look really fucking cool while they're doing it. Right. And I'm just like, oh, no. They've somehow weaponized. your whole family dies in a car crash, but somehow the car did, like, 13 cartwheels and, like, mm-hmm. you know, exploded as it hit the river. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you you come home for family dinner and it's you open the door and it's one of the scenes from the Hannibal series where everybody's flayed in a way that if you lean just the correct way with your head, it spells your name. Yeah. That kind of shit. And you're just like, oh, I've become the new hyperfixation and they're pissed. Fuck. Or they're jealous. Or they're jealous. They're trying. They, they, they're trying to get the humanity back, but they're all fucked up in the head. They're not quite doing it right. And you're just like, oh, no. Shit. Shit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I gotta take care of this. Oh, and those Torador will often, as things progress, will withdraw more and more from mortal society and begin to feed from their ghouls, their feed from their cherished humans, 
embrace for utility, do thrill killing, and eventually will unravel into something very monstrous. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like how... I think there are probably clans that are scarier to turn into a white and have to deal with. But I think Toreador is pretty pretty far up there. Yeah, yeah. People under I think a lot of people undersell how scary and dangerous the Toreador are because they're kind of silly and foppish. I mean, you put anybody in one of those like frilly poets shirts, I understand that's inherently like five points to silly. Yeah, yeah. But then you're just like, yeah, but you've taken away any sense of feeling anything ever again. And he's got that kind of time and he fast as fuck. And you're just like, oh, yeah. no. Shit. Yeah, celerity. <laughs> Speaking of the embrace. I was actually going to say we should definitely eventually do a white episode because. Yes. I, the interesting part about Toreador uh, being whites is like the debate I've seen is like how together is the white still. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I've heard everything from they're literally no different than a dog like completely feral to like they can still be cold and calculating and they just are completely hollow mm-hmm. so i think doing an episode where we kind of dive into what that actually means would be cool yeah would be. let's put it on the list hey tell us what you think if you think that's a cool idea be like hey yo or if you have suggestions that's a cool idea. or books of things that this has happened in tell us thank you be like yo check out this book yo mr white <laughs> <laughs> but before you become a white there is the embrace so yeah, you gotta uh, be embraced before you can become a white. The subject of embrace is a really touchy subject within the clan. Uh, there is often a drive to preserve an artist while also finding the act a horrible way to trap somebody on their creative journey. So it's kind of uh, a double-edged weapon problem where it's like they a lot of like part part of the reason why the Torador think ghouling you're from your special friends is bad not only because you're taking away their free will. Uh, ghouling will like ruin their creative spark and kind of like get them stuck in themselves and they can't like progress anymore mm-hmm. and embraces like that but like more intense so you could be like it's like trying to pluck somebody from the peak of their talents and skill but you also don't know where the peak is right so they're just kind of guessing but also because art is subjective in such a like fickle industry you may have actually picked plucked this person at the peak of their talent but it also might just be a type of art that immediately becomes useless or undesirable like quick very quickly so it's like yeah they can paint these really cool hyper realistic photos but we have a camera now so we don't really need you to do that right (laughs) so the hyper realistic stuff's not popular it's also i think one of the things where even on like a human lifespan mm-hmm. going back and listening to like your favorite band from like five ten years ago let alone like high school and just being like why did i enjoy this yeah <laughs> now like give that a hundred years and like wait, wait ask me in a hundred years how i feel about no effects now <laughs> you know what i mean like valid so yeah just imagine that except you're trying to make a vampire <laughs> so that's just that constantly just beep, 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 debate problem um, it is not uncommon for embrace to just be done as a spur of the moment passion thing where you're just like, yeah, we were fucking and they're, they got a blood kink or we we're just doing stuff. And now I've oops, made a childer. <laughs> Here we are. Or they're just like so enraptured with a piece that they had made a performance they had done or somebody happened to be wearing just the right combination of hairstyle and perfume. And the Toreador is like, oh, you remind me of my lover from fucking 200 years ago. And now I'm just like. I don't want to lose you again. So they do the thing and you're just like, well, fuck, I've made one now. (laughs) Shit, It's it's here. And I've broken the tradition. Shit. (laughs) 
do I immediately kill the child? Do I go and beg for forgiveness? Or do I spend a fuckload of boons? What do I do? <laughs> Oopsie poops. Uh, as the kids would say, whoops. Uh, yeah. There are also embraces that are done for their talent or skill. And uh, it's not uncommon for a Torador to be like, ah, oh, yes, this person is very talented. I enjoy them and what they do. But the other Torador don't get it because what they're doing is not a true art. Mm-hmm. So you can be like, ah, oh, yes, I found this chef. They do right. amazing things. But cooking is not seen as like as fine of an art as like painting or sculpting or music or mm-hmm. and even then it's like, well, they're not trained in the classical era from Mozart. So I don't care. Or it's like not from a very specific era of jazz or whatever right. the fuck. So it's one of those like you could be really excited about your child or their prospects. But then when you bring them to court, and nobody else is into it. So now you have to make the decision of do I keep them and keep working on this investment? Or do I realize that I fucked up and just cut my losses <laughs> and just, you know, you figure it out. And with the fickle nature of art and culture, uh. Yeah, you could have a childer and everything's going really, really cool, but it's been like 20 years and the styles have changed. And dang, that like style of hip hop from 1992 ain't cutting it anymore. (laughs) Okay. I guess I'm done with this and I'm going to move cities. Bye. Oof. And then you're just like, well, I've lost all my backing, all my funding, all my connections, all of my friends. Fuck, what do I do? Fair. Yeah, so... Um, Something that we touched on in our game that I don't know that's really here, but I think that is in the books, if I remember Mm -hmm. correctly, is that, like, one of the big problems with Embrace with Toreador 2, especially if they're like, oh, my God, I love this artist, or, oh, my God, I, you know, they're whatever. They create so good. They make a thing. They make the thing. They make the thing good. Is like... Your creativity is frequently tied to your humanity mm-hmm. and your like authenticness and whatnot. And so like, you know, embracing someone inherently is going to ruin their humanity, mm-hmm. which means it's going to ruin their creativity and mm-hmm. how they make things, which is inherently going to fuck with. I like this artist and want to keep them this way. Because when they stop being creative and having the passion for their art, they're going to not be the artist you embraced. Mm-hmm. And that's a bummer. That's a bummer. I'm just like, well. <laughs> Guess I'll move. (laughs) (laughs) I do like Spain. Spain is lovely. Uh, Yeah, so all of these kind of issues and just not having a cohesive like strategy and plan and structure for Embrace is a big chunk of the reason why other clans find the Torridor to be, honestly, poor planners and fucking silly. (laughs) John, people cannot see you flipping the bird. This is an audio medium. That is what we're going to call erratic behavior that might be uh, showcasing your true clan, John. You know what? Shut up. John. What? John. Anyways. What? You'll see. The script will reveal secrets. Oh, no. Ah, so... Much like with the Embrace, the the in-clan structure for the Torador doesn't really fucking exist. They don't really have a hierarchical structure in the way that, like... Ventru. Ventru. Hell, even the Nosferatu, kind of. Well, yeah. they have, like, broodmothers or fathers or denmothers mm-hmm. or something. The Gangrel will have their, like, clan, like their elders Little that packs. are just like, kids, knock it off, punch. Yeah. Even Malkavians have the ones who are at least like, yeah, I know you're struggling. Let me at least, like, calm you down. Let's work you through this a little bit. Yeah, there is a there there is like those at the top and those lower like there are rankings, but it's such a fluid and dynamic and constantly shifting thing that it's more of a yeah, just think of the bitchiest high school movie theater class that you can think of. That's it. <laughs> but then like- make it international. 
I don't know about their power structures for, but at least their like social quote unquote power yeah. is a lot. It feels like it's not like what have you done as much as like what have you done recently? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the big thing. It's like what it's like. Cool, you did do this big thing. That's cool, but like, what have you been doing? What yeah. are you doing? Who are you doing? What are you wearing? Yeah, where did you get that? <laughs> what are those? <laughs> <laughs> I also feel like it goes back to that discussion we had about mm-hmm. like high art yeah. and low art and mm-hmm. more craft stuff is like, I feel like the high art is inherently going to have a little bit of a more structure to it just because like, mm-hmm. well, I own the gala, you know, mm-hmm. I run something akin to like the Met Gala or like the Metropolitan Museum of Art or like if you can get to that level, mm-hmm. you're inherently going to have some level of like clout above everyone else mm-hmm. that is non-standing. And I feel like those people are the scariest just because like they know like, what are you going to mm-hmm. do? I own the museum in town. Yeah, and some of those might be the the Twitter that have been around for a while, and they're kind of getting detached from the humanity, so they're getting a little mm-hmm. uh, shakety on the, how are they going to react to things? Yeah. Because, you know, they've been kind of in a rut for a while, and suddenly I've gave them powerful feelings, and they wish to destroy me. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. But yeah, so, in the game of clout that is played, uh, this is most often done through a series of social gatherings. Toridors love a party. A party can mean a lot of things. There's lots of different interpretations and ways you can run this. Please have fun with how you want to structure this because you can get as loosey-goosey or as like upstairs, downstairs, high society, like fucking white gloves, crazy bananas. Go for it. Anything from a (laughs) punk show to the uh, weird performance art thing in Mm -hmm. Neon Demon. Yes. And everything in between. So parties... Sometimes these are called affairs of the clan, or the most common forms of meetings for the Toreador. These events are often invite only and can only or blah, blah. these events are often invite only and can quickly become social killing fields if not handled properly. Yikes. Yup. Yup. So uh, there can be a lot of unspoken rules that can be weaponized against younger kindred or outsiders at these events. So you know. That's it. That's just a lot of just you got to learn how to read social cues or ask ahead of time or, you know, just be really good at yes anding and just wheeling and dealing and the high charisma, high manipulate kicks in. Mm-hmm. So some of our some of our friends are not going to do well because <laughs> <laughs> people are just like, I don't know how to. Does I don't it, know how to act in a normal place. Uh, does the fork go on the left? Which fork? I know we're vampires. We don't need forks, but I need to know the fork. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Uh, the goal overall with these parties is to maneuver through the event while maintaining your poise and cool. So it's like if if you can hang, that will boost your social clout. That'll open doors for you to get more networking in. They'll give you access to meet new people and have more contacts and potentially expand your network of influence. Mm-hmm. If you act a fool or, you know, somebody teases you or prods you so much that you frenzy, uh one you might get blacklisted you you're gonna get made fun of you're gonna be the talk of everybody everywhere for a hot minute mm-hmm. until somebody else fucks up yep <laughs> so that's just gonna fuck everything that'd be a fun little story mm. your toreador and your coterie fucks up at a, a party mm-hmm. and now the coterie has to figure out how to make somebody else fuck up at a party <laughs> Or just so look they can worse get their in, status back. Just yeah. look worse in general. Yeah, and it's like ah yeah. oh, fuck, we gotta find blackmail. Fuck. Right. 
Yeah. Uh, we got to make Greg look worse than you do. So <laughs> sorry, Greg. Sorry, Greg. It's like that intro Bloodlines mm-hmm. mission where it's like, you just got to go fuck up their art for before the gallery starts. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. You can do tons of stuff. Just be like, look, I know, I know they're planning on wearing this dress specifically. What if, and hear me out, we dye it a different color. That also leaches into the skin. <laughs> Could do that. It's like what? It's like well, the party's colors are this. This dress has this uh, palette. What if we just change the palette and it's in a dress like a garment bag, so they're not gonna see it until they get to the event. Yeah, You're getting ready for they're the event. Fucked. Oh I yeah, it would be super fun. I love that. So with these parties, uh, outsiders can be invited. It is rare. Getting an invite to one of these events is a big fuck deal because that yes. opens your social doors to a lot of things. And if the Toriador like you, they will take care of you. They're just kind of like, oh, they're, no, 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 they're, they're invited to girls' night. They're allowed. Right. That kind of thing. Crashing, uh, whether you are of the clan or not, any of these events is highly taboo and will result in blacklisting. But Which one- is wild, because you'd kind of think <sighs> that Toreador would be like, oh, you're smooth enough to get in. That's cute, at the very least. But instead, it does seem kind of like, oh, you're smooth enough to get, get the fuck out. Well, it's more I'm... of the uh, you're breaching the rules of decorum because a big thing for them is having the dance and the performance of the social etiquette. Right. So if you were circumventing that, uh, it, it's foul play. I also think it would really, really, really depend on who's hosting and how you went about it and how you presented yourself while doing it. Because if it's one of those things where it's just like uh, you're just like a stinky bruja just like wandering in like came to hang out they'd be like get the fuck out right. like if you like make a big entrance and like you knew what the theme was going to be ahead of time and like dressed for it and like you kind of made like a deal about like i'm part of this i'm playing along i belong here and like acting very cool about it and it's like oh yeah sorry my must invite must have gotten lost in the mail kind of doing it i feel like there'd be a little more play there whereas it instead of just like mm-hmm. The, oh yeah we showed up don't worry we brought beer yeah kind of crap party <laughs> crashing where it's like yeah, where it's like right. yeah see so the players put the forethought into that like look 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 we understand that like our friend is going but somebody's gonna go fuck with her and we need to go protect our friend mm-hmm. fuck we gotta crash this party shit we need suits fuck <laughs> yeah that could be a whole fucking multi-session fucking right. story arc of just like we gotta go save our friend gotta get ready shit <laughs> And, you know, everybody loves a beach episode. It's but it's a beach episode with consequences. That's also one of the things where it's like, maybe the party's like, well, what if we disguise ourselves as, like, servers? There or we, go. like, sneak in and work the party, like, actually, like, we're working. Like, mm-hmm. ain't nobody gonna know. Right. Like, hell the fuck yeah. See, that's... Smart, smart. with the brain. So there are slightly more formal structures within the clan called guilds. These organizations can cover the whole city. Or it can be a specific social club following a certain ideal of etiquette or artistic thesis. Uh, these guilds aren't taken, quote unquote, seriously in the sense that Toreadors don't be like, I'm in trouble. I'm going to call the guild to help me. Mm-hmm. Because then that's responsibility. Because they're like, fuck, if I do that, then that means the guild can call me to do things. And I don't want to do that because <laughs> I got gonna, a holiday. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. So it's just kind of a... Uh, you can kind of run with this. There's a lot of different things you can do with a guild where it's just like, oh, yeah, no, we, we have this organization set up so that we can, like, train the younger Toreador and the ways of understanding how to communicate and have proper etiquette. And therefore, they can actually be, like, really good spies. Yeah, to me, it feels more like clo- less like a guild or 
that sort of thing in what you'd think of by that term and more like a niche subreddit or Facebook group or Discord chat or something where it's basically a social group, but you have no obligations outside of it Mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, I just go on the subreddit every day and we talk about like this specific type of synthesizer and how to do it and like give each other tips and stuff. But if someone's like, oh, no, my synthesizer is stolen. Everyone's like, that sucks. Yeah. Now there might be people (laughs) within the guild that are like you're chummy with and they can be like, do you want me to like considering that's such a weird vintage piece of soviet gear do you want me to start like asking around uh different like repair shops and venues in case somebody's seen your synthesizer then you're like yes deborah hell yeah yeah you can make connections through them but they are not a connection yes exactly uh there are some elders or even more powerful torridor within the clan overall that will like to host monthly or annual balls halloween bulbs are particularly their favorite (laughs) it's because you get to dress up yeah and everybody's super into dressing up. It's mm-hmm. super fun. Uh, so yeah, if you want to have a monthly d- ball gala bougie event of some sort or a big rave party or super fancy goth night that is like a Toreador exclusive event and it's a big highlight thing in your stories, completely canon. Do mm-hmm. it. I like the idea that there's a couple older Toreador in a city and so they've had to like, just to stop the bloodshed, had to like mm-hmm. agree to take turns. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I have first quarter, you have second quarter. So well, I, what if I want? What if I want Halloween? Everybody fighting over Halloween. They it, they take turns every, every three year. years. Every three years, you get one year. every three years. There's three guys. Okay, I like it. They take turns. On the fourth year, they all work together on a collaborative ball. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there we go. Solve the problem. Uh, the most exclusive. The prince had to get involved in the negotiations. That's true. Oh God, <laughs> could you imagine just sitting there having to listen to these people fucking bicker? Right. For hour days, even. Like, no, we're sleeping here. I have a point to make in 12 hours. <laughs> just, they just flop over in the middle of negotiations. <laughs> just the sun's coming up outside. And they just, oh, fuck. And then they get up and they're just like, Ugh. So anyway. Anyways, as I was you saying. You have always known that I have a thing for multiples of three. Of course I get year three, six, nine, twelve. Okay? Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, the most exclusive of these balls is a week-long carnival. Carnival, masked ball, and showcase that is hosted every 23 years-ish. 23 years. I don't oh. know why 23. Assuming there's some the sort of magic prime number. Yes, Jim Carrey. Uh, <laughs> this uh, Carnival is said to host all of the Toreador from all over the globe, but who the fuck knows? It's just the big, the big, big event. It's a big... It's like Paris Fashion Week, Mardi Gras, all sorts of stuff, which is funny because this event is often hosted alongside a rather large mortal event with the kindred portions being like VIP access things. So the mortals just don't wander in, Mm -hmm. but they're just like, oh, I can go do the masked carnival things in Venice. We could literally go to Brazil when they do their parades and whatnot, all sorts of bananas things. The Olympics. That'd be a fun like session or two. Yeah, three or four, a whole fucking little storyline. Your party has to find some sort of information or just get invited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just one time carnivals held at Coachella. Oh, God. No. That would Burning be awful. It's, that would be terrible. Those would both be awful for multiple reasons. <laughs> yeah. I was just trying to think of big, big, like, globally known events that, like, fuck a load of people would show up so that if, like... Oktoberfest. Kentucky well, not... Derby. Kentucky Derby would be perfect, mm. actually. Or the Indy 500. Indy 500. Oh, no. Um, oh. What Toreador would organize that? There's a what? lot of stuff Who's... that goes on downtown during That's it because they yeah. have all the well, they have the rave, all the raves in the Snake Pit, and those go mm-hmm. like 
late into the night, mm-hmm. and then there's stuff that goes on in the city. That's a good point. And there might be Toradors whose like super hyper fixation is the the arts and crafts of formulating a Formula One vehicle. Yeah, I that guess could that's be their fair. thing. That's fair. Yeah, I mean that's that's what's so weird <laughs> about mullets. the five hundred mm-hmm. is there's just like <laughs> there's like insanely rich people who are just like I love this European fast car. And then there's like 12 people who are built like me who are just like drinking a case of beer and saying, I'm going to finish, I'm going to finish this case before the race. (laughs) Then I got a place to pee in. (laughs) It's a weird, it's a weird cross section of humanity. It is a strange place. Uh, Speaking of strange places, cults. We're back at cults, guys. Hello. They tend to be kind of funny places. It is not unheard of, of bored or maniacal Torridor to build cults to further their goals bolster their egos or give them access to mortals and new pleasures yeah just if you're super bored you're just like i'll start a sex cult yeah just like you know what it's tuesday <laughs> why not i ain't got nothing better to do i've been running kind of running kind of low on funds anyway mm-hmm. so i just tell all of them they have to give me their money then do you know what's even scarier mm. the idea that their cult is made up of their special people right they're just like literally you are special that's why you're in the cult that's why you get to spend time with me gauche though it would be but if you're you know if you're sliding if you're sliding that could be a sign of like yeah no 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 like fucking thomas has got this whole like cold thing it's great and somebody like checks in on him after like a few years they go thomas what have you done (laughs) but also one of the things is like you don't necessarily have to feed or ghoul off them for it to be a vampire cult yeah but if it's a vampire cult it is probably going to be naturally like exploitative Oh yeah, and you're like taking emotional advantage violence. of and like stealing money and emotionally violencing your special people. That's not really cool. It's not cool. I didn't say it was cool, but I said it was terrifying. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, was... I was just saying it'd be very gauche. It would be. It Depends would look down you on you. If you have, if you are on lower on that humanity scale, and other Toriador around you are, they might be. Like, That's a very interesting way you've gone about it. Mm-hmm. It's a way to protect them and keep them close to you and away from everyone else in your own little special compound. I think you'd have to be like moving down the humanity scale. Well, yeah. But yeah, I I would agree. Yeah. That's how you build a villain. (laughs) Yeah. This is how you become the BBEG. Yay. Uh, The most famous of the Toreador cults is known as the Nephilim. Basically, this is a former bloodline turned cult now in V5 that follows the dream, which is a utopian ideal of kindred and mortal society cohabitating together. Uh, started by the Methuselah, the Archangel Michael. Nice. We will be talking about this in the next episode. Yeah, that's insane. It's seems, fucking seems bananas. Like a great guy. Good guy, absolutely. Like a real solid dude. Uh, do you do you want to be in a cult that will make you hotter? Always. Nephilim. Cool. Next episode, so stay tuned for that. So, speaking of bloodlines, uh, a few little uh, subculture interesting things of note within the Toreador. Uh, there's the Rian Alfen, which is a portion of the Toreador from the Islamic world. They're also referred to as the scribes. They tend to focus more on scholarly pursuits, uh, architecture, and calligraphy in particular. Uh, there is a split amongst this portion of the Toreador between the elders that wish to preserve ancient arts, including like sculptures and illustrations. And, you know, it belongs in a museum. Mm-hmm. This is our history. We need to maintain it. And then the younger neonates and fledglings who see representative art as haram. And some of these fledglings and neonates have taken their disputes to the point of destroying the artifacts. Oh, damn. Uh, This is very uh, analogous to issues that we deal with currently in our world. So if you don't wish to uh, cover that for various reasons, I understand. Yeah. But also, you know... 
I'm kind of more in the like, you know, if you don't protect your history, you're doomed to repeat it and all sorts of fucked up shit. Uh, so yeah, just be responsible if you cover this in your games, please. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I keep saying that a lot with the Toriador episode. We're just like, hey guys, this can go really sideways into sensitive topics I feel like very quickly. That kind of maybe should have been expected for Toriador to be real. Like, Yeah, because they're so in tide with humanity. It's just like yeah. all the human problems are just way more intense now. Yeah. Because it's through a vampire lens. Well, it's like easy. I think a lot of people, that was their problem mm-hmm. with Malkavians previously. It's like they push the mental illness so as goofy and unhuman a lot mm-hmm. of the time. And they can kind of fall in the same and like venture, like mostly so aristocratic aristocratic and and rich and above most people probably playing this game that it is kind of hard to like put your brain space in the like, what would it be like to be a millionaire and sad? Um, (laughs) What if I was burdened with the responsibility of being actually in charge of other people? Or even like (laughs) Gangrel, where it's like, what if I was part wolf? I know some people wish that. But yeah. um and sad. But, <laughs> but it was a wolf and sad. But yeah, the, I think you're right. The Toriador really do get all the human problems compared to a lot of the other clans. Mm-hmm. For sure. Where it's like, what if you love somebody so much that you just fucking squeeze the life out of them? Or if you pet them, you're ghoul too hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All sorts of problems. Speaking of petting your ghoul too hard, the anti-trivial. Uh-oh. So uh, the anti-trivial, the Sabbat's leaning... Toreador, uh find their focus and interest pulled towards the macabre, cruel, and torturous. Very similar to their uh, Camarilla cousins, they can become transfixed by beauty, but that focus tends to lean more in kind of like the Cenobite filter of Look things. at how beautiful his muscles twitch as I pull the flesh away. Yes, because I have them strung up with a bunch of fish hooks. Nice. Nice. There are exactly 375 of, of them. Did you know that half of the bones in your body are just in your hands and feet? Interesting. I'll show you. Yeah. Do you want to count them? Uh, no. We can do it in the time of this metronome that I have. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to have the the absolute horrifying, spooky, Hannibal Lecter, just crazy bad guys, here, mm-hmm. you, here you go. I feel like Zamitsi gets a lot of them, but these are the guys who don't have the powers and are still trying to pull off that shit. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that. Yes. Uh, there is a in-lore rumor that Toreador that are embraced from the Xantosa Revenant family, which do come from the Zemitsi, continue to have sexually violent bloodlusts that are so intense that it's basically marred all of the anti-tributoriadors as being violent perverts. Oh, gross. Yeah, because when you combine Zemitsi and Toreador stuff, it gets fucking weird. Yeah. It gets fucking weird. Speaking of that, uh, the Volgir. Uh-oh. <laughs> this is a bloodline of former Sabat Toreador who have secretly been allowed back into the fold uh, due to their gifts of vicissitude. Jesus, okay. Gross. Yeah, horrifying. So yeah, when you're talking about like, yeah, so if you hang around with the Toreador long enough, can you become hotter? I'm like, technically, yep. yes. But at what cost? Okay, cool. They'll make you hotter. Well, yeah, because I can sculpt you. You're right, yeah. Yeah, imagine somebody with Zemitsi powers, but with the hyperfixation and drive of a Toreador. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, which the bad thing is because they're not grabby handsy like the Zemitsi, they're not going to give a fuck about you. So right. they're going to be like, okay, I did my bit. Bye. I'm bored now. Yeah. What if I undid it? Off you go. I'll find someone else new. I'm not done with you. <laughs> not in the way you thought. Ew. Yeah, um, that can get super like, ugh, no. Stop. You ever see that movie May? Yeah. yeah. Like that's that's May is more of a Toreador with vicissitude yeah. than a Zemitz. Have you seen the movie Martyr? 
been a long time. Yeah, long time. that that feels like a Toriador and Tribute movie. That is a very intense movie. I do not recommend it unless you're in a good brain. You're talking about martyr, not martyrs. Martyrs, the 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 French torture porn film where they're trying to find God. Yeah, I don't really like the. the, um, I can't remember what the new extremity movement in general. But you're you're talking about not that movie, but Martyr, a different film. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that one. It's a lot. I I enjoyed it because of just the philosophical implications of where the line for life and death is and is got it's very French, but there's also a lot of torture porn. Yeah, it's, that... it's a, the the special effects on it is very impressive, but like I'm not watching it because I'm like, oh, I love gore. I'm like, no, that that's a problem I have with like a lot of movies trying to be a horror fan in like the late 2000s early 2010s mm-hmm. is there's just like a lot of stuff that i'm like this just isn't interesting to me like any of the like torture porn and i get it we're coming out on 9-11 and like watching and, torture on the news daily yeah and, like, cause thank you guantanamo bay and abu Ghraib. i'm so glad that my my friends and tax dollars went overseas to spread freedom to people yeah but uh-huh. i mean other than uh, Human Centipede and the couple laughs we get out of that not great film. I feel like a lot of that movement I can just like completely forget. Human Centipede 2 has some things to say, but the first one can fuck right off. And the third one is just stupid. The third one's stupid. It's so bad. They what? made a third one? Yeah. Yes. Oh. It's about them trying to make like a 200 person centipede in upside of a prison. It's basically like, if what okay. if we took the plot of the first human centipede and then gave it to Mr. Beast? Ew. Yeah, it's kind of terrible. Um, but uh, what's not terrible is the Daughters of Cacophony. I feel like they've become kind of a V5 player's favorite. I hear about them all the, all time, the time for how little they are. Well, here's the thing. like I like Daughters of Cacophony back in the day, but like nobody ever let me play it. It was like such a little like unobscure thing. But then last uh, Halloween uh, World of Darkness month, they released a uh, lore sheet for the Daughters of Cacophony and then it got like really popular as a thing. Hmm. So the Daughters of Cacophony are a bloodline that is said to be a combination of the Toreador and the Malkavian. Uh, They are able to affect those around them through the power of their singing with a discipline known as Melpomene, which I believe is one of the Greek muses. I believe so. I don't I don't remember which muse though, but it is one of them. I I'm I'm failing my gay card. I'm sorry everyone. I'm not, I'm not big on Greek history. <laughs> it's cuz you're straight. Yes. <laughs> but this bloodline uh primarily is feminine and uh there is the odd son of discord in their ranks. Uh they're said to drive people mad and with ecstasy with their voices and it, if you're if you're wanting to be one of the hex sisters but in a vampire game this is the cool thing to use um i think i don't i don't think it's come up in v5 mm. lore at all but i know in the old edition the reason there were so few sons of discord is that they're like basically if a man ter- accidentally pops up as one of these we have to destroy them because they're uh-huh. like a bad omen usually yeah she's the music muse of tragedy that's what it was. Okay, thank that you for looking sense. that up. Uh, so far as I'm aware, the daughters of Cacophony tend to be independent, as opposed to the Toreador, who are very like, we are the backbone of the cam. This yeah. is our thing. We did it. It's us. I'll be getting into that more in the second episode. So that's why I didn't talk about it much here. So, disciplines for the Toreador. We have aspects. You can have rapturous sensations or a keen eye. I did want to note this can lead to characters falling into further obsessions or basically a king in yellow plot, if you want. 
So if you want to dance with that line of obsession and madness and some kind of like Cthulian horror kind of shit, delving into aspects and what that means for a Toreador can be really nifty. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So if you want to delve with uh, fantasy mental illness insanity and you don't want to play with a Malkavian, Toreador is a good option. I never really thought of it with aspects like that. But yeah, like using heightened senses on a painting you're already enraptured in. Mm -hmm. Just finding the meanings and the meanings and the meanings and the meanings of this cigarette butt on the ground. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're just like fractal yourself into like being spooled up and everybody around you is just like, bro, bro. It's a fucking cigarette. Somebody kicks it and you stab them. Mm hmm. And then, you know, the blood spatters on your fluffy poet shirt. Now you have to change shirt. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's, it's a nightmare. Why is every Toreador you talk about, like, in the fluffy shirt episode of Seinfeld? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna blame Anne Rice and Lestat. And then what we do in the shadows has come back. And uh, Pirate Corps has come back because of uh, our flag means death and Ren Fairs and D&D. And honestly, I just like Renaissance shirts. They're just fun. That's They're fair. comfy. They are. They I fit had, almost all body types. I used to have one. Mm -hmm. It was for my Austin Powers costume. <laughs> nice. I found a powder blue women's um like suit with mm -hmm. a little fluffy shirt. Got some British cartoon British teeth, and Hell I was yeah. pretty much there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. Hell yeah, yeah, baby. Uh, you also get celerity as your inclined thing because you got speed and grace. That is what makes them scary. Scary in a fight. Yeah. Well, that and this last power, actually, if you use them in combination, can be kind of terrifying. Battle roses. Scary. Some of my favorite fucking characters ever. Yeah. Just, I'm like, not only are they fast as fuck and have all the grace and stuff, they also have the hyperfixation to be really good at what they do. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, oh, that's so spoofy. Uh, so spoofy. Uh, but yes, and the last discipline you get is presence. So you can pull on the strings of passion and fear. This is particularly effective. <laughs> When used in tandem with Auspex and I suppose Celerity, though a lot of presence powers, because it's not dominate, because it's presence and it relies more on manipulating pers like perspectives and feelings. You're not actually like imposing your will on another person. For sure. In combat, that can be a little like you can't presence somebody really into, you know, uh, dropping to their knees in love with you when you're like already been stabbing them for sure it's it's more of like i feel like for lack of a better terms like in world of warcraft where the mm -hmm. tank like pulls ag because you're like everyone pay attention to me everyone mm -hmm. at the baseball bat turns towards you yeah. yeah i was thinking for celerity being more like we are about to be in a fight and i enrapture you in mm -hmm. oh my god look at this person holy cow and then all of a sudden i'm behind you stabbing you in the neck oh yeah there's yeah, a that's very... like a very toreador thing oh yeah there's some very horrifying descriptions of Toridor who are using celerity to run up on somebody, do a speed feed and fuck off before the person's even able to like process what happened. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, Oh God. Right. <laughs> no. Terrifying. Are cool. I love, that's kind of one of the things I really like about the clan is like, everybody's like, Oh, they're bitchy. They're like the shitty little high school, you know, queen bee kind of situation. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time those people can't actually back up what they're saying. Mm -hmm. a lot of the time but i feel like a good majority of the time toridor can mm -hmm. which kind of makes them a little more scary <laughs> yeah and it's like well if you don't sink the dots into celerity if you have a bunch of presents and then you've sunk a lot of dots into having allies and retainers and boots and you're just kind of like social niched yourself so hard into society it's mm -hmm. like i don't need to be fast right yeah i just need you I to have... be faster than my ghoul <laughs> Do you think you are? You can try. Go for it. Right. He's been bored. And so have I been. So let's go. Chop, chop. 
And yes. then suddenly you're ghoul, and then like the 16 different friends that are in the room are like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. I don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> They're having a disagreement. <laughs> you know how the men are. <laughs> so, Clan Beans, because Player's Guide, we have two of them. Yeah. Who wants to read the first one? My tablet's off. No. Okay, it's back. Yay. Aesthetic fixation. This is in the core book, page 90, freaking one. Tordoy exemplified the old saying that art in the blood takes strange forms. They desire beauty so intensely they suffer in suffer in its absence. While your character finds itself in less than beautiful beautiful surroundings, lose the equivalent of their bane severity in dice from pools use, uh, to use disciplines. The storyteller uh, decides specifically how the beauty or ugliness of the Toreador's environment, including uh, clothing, uh, blood dolls, etc., etc., uh, penalizes them based on the character's aesthetics. That said, even devotees of the Ashcan school never find normal streets peacefully beautiful, uh, perfectly beautiful. This obsession with aesthetics also causes divas to lose themselves in moments of beauty uh, and in bestial failure often results in a rapt trance as detailed in the compulsion rules page 208 yeah so that's what i was saying where it's like it's not necessarily a bane it's a little bit more of a compulsion mm. and we'll get to that but if you want to turn it into a bane as well like i feel like just swapping the the settings fixations for there are certain key things that you're like you click on mm -hmm. really hard and you and the player can decide what that is and then you have dice you have minuses to dice pools because you're so focused on that you can't do other things. Right. I'm like, nah, that's an easy flip around if you want. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of struggling with that one mm -hmm. because that's a lot of words. Yes. Uh, and I feel like the way it's written, I, I'm not really sure how I would implement that as an ST. It's very vague in how it's worded to me anyway. Yeah, that's because at least in my interactions with uh, games, this tends to this is why I give the suggestion of like, if you want to stick the old clan Bane in there instead, go for it, because the new one is so focused on like the aesthetics of the environment around them. A lot of the times it just doesn't come up as much in games for the Toreador because either like the storyteller gets busy running the game and they just fucking forget to check that shit or uh, the Toreador is such a figurehead in the party. They just control like they accidentally control the setting for every session because they're like, oh, well, I have all these monies and connections. So you guys can meet at my hotel, restaurant, penthouse, whatever. So they mm -hmm. are controlling the environment so they don't ever leave the space. So they Which don't... kind of makes sense for the clan, but, yeah, but... Isn't, isn't the best for storytelling. Yeah, but then when you get outside of that space, people forget to be like, oh yeah, there's the Bane. Mm -hmm. They're not in their like their special place or the places that they enjoy. Yeah. So therefore they should be taking negatives. So it only comes up if they're in like particularly um, bad, bad or off. Mm -hmm. Also, I feel like the balance of how often that should come up is a little loose i mean mm -hmm. it, d it depends on your game and stuff but from my interpretation it almost sounds like even if they're in a place where they tip nor you'd think they could like it could go off mm -hmm. which makes me think they're trying to say it should happen pretty commonly which kind of sucks to take mm -hmm. like negatives to your disciplines just when you're like this place isn't nice enough i'm not so fast today yeah uh, that might be a 
talk with the player to gauge how intense they want it. Yeah, I mean, but there's also balance because every other clan also has these that you have to keep in mind. I guess you Mm -hmm. could set a watermark of how often are my checking the other players with these things. That's how often I should be hitting them as well. But Mm -hmm. yeah, because there's certain ones like the Nosferatu where they just have the penalty all the time, but it's just a flat penalty that they're like, it's just this. Yeah, it's this until I fuck up, (laughs) which is kind of easy. Um, yeah, cause you could have, you know, or there's like the Tremere with their perfectionism thing where if they're just rolling particularly well, or they're astute enough to not put themselves in situations where they're going to fail rolls terribly often, how often are they going to run into their bullshit? Right. Or the, uh, I'm sorry, I confused the Tremere compulsion with the Bane where the Bane is the blood bonding thing where it's like, yeah, so you take, it's harder for you to blood bound people. And I'm like, well, if you're playing a Tremere that doesn't like blood binding, your Bane just doesn't come up ever. Right. But that's more of like a meta plot fuckery thing. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting, but like, yeah, I don't know. I would, I would probably go with the original too. Yeah. Um, but there's also the second one, which if Hunter wants to read. Yeah. So the second one is agonizing empathy, and this one's from the Player's Guide, page fifty nine. The curse of the Toreador is that they feel too much, sometimes literally, of the sensations around them, especially in intimate moments such as feeding. A diva physically suffers the agony they inflict on a mortal, damage to their dead bodies mimicking the harm inflicted on the vessel. When a Toreador vampire feeding causes damage to a mortal, the vampire suffers similarly, usually aggravated damage in return. Though a single feeding cannot cause more damage than their bane severity, the damage takes the form of involuntary internal bleeding, the vampire exhibiting vivid bruising in whatever spot matches the bite location of the victim. That's fucking nuts. It's That's metal as shit. That's metal as fuck. Every time you feed, you take Well, not an ev- if you feed and you don't make it like pleasant or nice. Gentle. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So it's like a if you're doing the if you're doing the speed feed yeah. and you had this fall You'd probably be leaving with like the worst hickey anyone has ever, ever fucking seen. Because <laughs> it's not just like a, oh, hey, you had a fun night. It's a, are you dying? The fuck? How did that person cover your whole half of your neck? This guy just always be wearing turtlenecks. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I. He just feeds from the thighs. Yeah. So this is a bane that forces the Torridor to be like, okay, I actually have to like care and be conscious and aware of just like how fragile mortals are and make sure everything's like groovy as best I can. So I like that. That's a, that's a good penalty, but it's also one of the things where as long as you maintain your balance, you're like, I'm having bagged blood tonight Mm -hmm. again. And you'd still be fine. You mean, you're not going to get that last, that first dot slaked from that way, but still can't. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. but I mean, I'm saying there are ways around this one, like some of the others, but I do think that when it does come up, it's like fucking, heavy enough that it's okay that they can get around it sometimes because it's pretty easy to put your characters or your players characters in a situation where they're like so do you want to be really hungry going into this or do you need to go like danger feed right now mm-hmm. right and, and or this could be a way to uh remind or make sure that players are reminding to hey when you feed on somebody while it does feel good for them you're also leaving a fucking hole in their body and you need to like lick the wound clean so that they're not damaged so if you have a toreador that has this flaw and they forget to do that just be like ah shucks you should have remembered have three egg imagine going to a party and having a vampire bite on your neck as a vampire and it looks fresh weird there's gonna be some talking going on just being like do you have a kink 
What's yeah. happening? <laughs> Speaking of kinks, clan compulsion. Uh, do you want me to read that or y'all want to read that? You can have one. Ooh, I get one. All right. So it's obsession. You're allowed. I am allowed. I appreciate you. You're welcome. Uh, enraptured by beauty, the vampire becomes temporarily obsessed with a singular gorgeous thing, able to think of nothing else. Pick one feature, such as a person, a song, an artwork, blood splatter, or even a sunrise. Enraptured, the vampire can hardly take their attention away from it. And if spoken to, they can only talk about that subject. Oh, no. Hyperfixation. Hyperfixation. Any other actions received a two dice penalties. This compulsion lasts until they can no longer perceive the beloved object or the scene ends. So that could kill them. Could. Storyteller. Yeah. Don't do that to people. Unless they're cool. I mean, yeah. Talk to them. Yeah. Calibrate the, the lethality of your game according to the needs of your players. So yeah, it's one of those. I think it's having that compulsion combined with the alteration that we suggested could be neat. But if that's too much, you also have the two standard block mm-hmm. options. Yeah. Yeehaw. Also, just fucking. Oh my god. <laughs> also, it, I I think players should be more commended for the options of choosing to fall into their compulsions because you can always just volunteer to be like, hey, you know, I think it'd be really funny right now if I shot myself in the foot. <laughs> <laughs> I have this gun. I could I can use do it. it. I, I appreciate our friend who played the the Malkavian with the the multiple personalities where he's just ran, he would just in moments of that like, he decided he was stressed, he would roll for himself to see if he stayed in his own uh main personality or not. And I was like, you know what? I'm glad that you're taking that initiative to shoot mm-hmm. yourself in the foot right now. Yeah, that's always good. great. Yeah. All right. And then we're going to cover the clan coterie merit because this is a thing I feel like people forget is a thing. And it's super useful because that means you have a benefit that everybody else in your group can benefit from. It is actually quite good. Yes. And this one is fantastic. Who wants to read it? Once per game session, when a coterie is faced with a barrier to a mortal uh, event or facility, they can get past the bouncers or security guards by being on the guest list or having a connection to whatever passes for owner or patron. This applies only to situations with some kind of door staff, uh, or guest list. It doesn't sur- circumvent security systems, magical wards, or the like. And the storyteller is, of course, free to block entry if this would somehow short-circuit a story, uh, but should then provide the players with a juicy clue instead. Yeah, so this is a one-dot just thing as a Torridor. If you have this, you can extend to your friends. Like It's like, oh yeah, they went off to go do a mission because for some reason in Vampire, everybody always be split in the Coterie. And they're yeah. like, oh, we need to get into this thing. And they're like, wait, Jules said that he knows people in this club. Just go up to the things like, I believe we're on the list. Right. And they can just go. Oh, well, who are you? Friend of Jules. And he's like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, It's fantastic. So, hooray, that is kind of... I'm pretty sure we've used that before, actually. Ken has it. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure we've used it before. Yeah, it's super helpful. Nice. Use the clan coterie merits, guys. They're super fucking helpful. Yeah. It's great. But, yeah. Um, How are we feeling about the Torridor so far? I um was never a big fan of this clan. <laughs> And um, they're not like a clan that I disliked, but mm-hmm. they're one I always found the most interesting or the sorry, the least interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's because they're typically written very stereotypical, very Anne Rice, very shallow. Mm-hmm. And some of the things we talked about in this episode, I think, give them a little more depth. Like, Hopefully. well, I think so. Like the having their special people and like their ties to humanity. I think those are two things I'd like to see a lot more of. Mm-hmm. Because basically every clan gets their Anne Rice 
rip off characters anyways and mm -hmm. i and seeing toridor always being like yes but that this is the clan for that um for mm -hmm. me i was kind of like eh. it's kind of like no offense to people like them but like with the giovanni i never really dove into them because like, i want to play a vampire game not the sopranos or <laughs> so i always kind of skip that and like then later of course i learned about some of the necromancy and stuff to do and that's cool but it, like their selling point to me was just never that good so getting to sit down and actually start to dig into them more i'm finding more things i do like about them mm -hmm. and i've as someone with add I do feel a little called out not gonna lie but <laughs> whole episode just like dang <laughs> but yeah i think they're a clan i kind of looked over for a long time just because like their sales pitch didn't work for me but i feel like that's not highlighting what actually makes them interesting mm -hmm. any thoughts you feel? oh for sure i've i've so i've always liked toreador mm -hmm. i've always they've been on the lower end of my list um and then i started playing ken and i was like actually toreador are a lot of fun um mm -hmm. and the episode is expanding on that i feel like actually for once i actually knew most of this stuff Oh my god, I'm right? so proud of you. Yeah. Yeah. I just need to start playing all the clans for like years at a time. And then I guess I'll just learn a little bit about each of them. I don't know. Oh my god. Um, that's a challenge to you guys. Bring it on. Um Run games for John. Yeah. Yeah. He's a delight. Um Thanks. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I I've always kind of liked them. Um the I'd say right now I think that my favorite new bit of info is the how they tend to spiral out of control when they start to lose themselves. Mm -hmm. Um I've always known that they've been kind of like yikes. But I don't know getting to talk about like the actual mm -hmm. how it goes was kind of neat. Yeah, it's Hmm. I've I've had a I, I I will TLDR this a smidge. I've had a couple interactions of me not playing a Torridor, but interacting with a Torridor player. And the Torridor player, uh, unbeknownst to them, did really good at playing the villain because they like went down this humanity spiral and they were just like, Oh yeah, no, this is what I get to do because, you know, controlling arts and media and having all this power and mm -hmm. whatever, but it's also kind of wrapped in this kind of like sumptuous gilded cage, like beautiful monster thing. Yeah. And I was just like Oh man, you're doing a great job. This is fantastic. And then they're just like, "Wait, I was doing a bit." And I was like, "You weren't doing a bit." Oh shit. <laughs> okay. Well, fuck. I'm afraid. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's one of those because the mask for Toriador is so wrapped in with humanity, you can get a lot of really good personal horror and like human horror stories out of them, and I feel like a lot of people don't do that mm -hmm. because they want to do their like uh gothic power fantasy which is fine i'm not here to take that away from people i when i have played toreador i tend to enjoy playing the toreador that are just like it i'm like i'm here for emotional damage <laughs> give it to me why are you not hurting me with the plot yeah. do it that's what i signed up for do it so if you're a, a masochist of a player like myself this clan is fantastic for that it's just like oh you love this thing i'm like cool they're like you're going to kill it and i'm like please please no, no. <laughs> please no it's my favorite thing like, oh, really? <laughs> well, then you'll have to kill it twice, won't you? No, because, you know, or worse, somebody else killed it. Now you have to kill it because it's the more merciful thing to do. And yeah, just fuck like, you, okay? All right. <laughs> so if, if, you're, if you're into games with a lot of high drama and feelings. All I'm saying is. This is, this is, this is good options, good times. Also, you can be fast as fuck, boy. Pew, pew. Celerity is super fun. It is a lot of fun. <laughs>
It's super fun. I'm just always afraid to play Toreadors as a player because I, hi guys, I'm going to art school on and off for 10 fucking years and I've done a lot of like creating things and lots of thoughts on the metatextual meanings of art and things. And I'm like, I guys, I have way too many things and thoughts and opinions and I'm going to do too good at this Mm. to the point that I'm worried it's going to be unfun for everyone else at the table. You just have to make your Toreador someone who's really stupid about art, who just likes it a lot. Then you don't get to use that knowledge anymore. You want me to play a bimbo Toreador? Why not? Yeah. Oh, no. That's real good. <laughs> that would be amazing and terrifying in different ways. So It's a Toreador whose beauty is just all the, like... Um, indoor bathtub cam stream or uh, stream cam things oh my god that's that's what she she finds beauty in oh my god i got the hot tub to match the lighting perfectly yeah just super into like you know those girl streamers that are really into like everything is like really pastel and they have like the mat that matches the keyboard that matches the monitor that matches the case and the lights and everything and Mm -hmm. then they got the little headsets with the cat ears yes yes that's so not my vibe cannot pick up a pencil and draw cannot do it (laughs) but by god that room looks good on camera but dear god is she so good at coding (laughs) yeah so good at coding so good hell yeah snaps for that so uh thank you paralyzed for our muzak speaking of toreador appreciation for the arts yeah they have a band camp give them a dollar you do if you can absolutely hell yeah they do good work Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, we exist on social media places we Uh, we are places of media yeah we're on twitter we're on twitter at blank underscore bodies we're on instagram and tumblr at blank bodies pod uh we've got tiktok over at blank bodies podcast and i've been messing with blue sky over at blank bodies how's that been going i'm i'm starting to get a little more into it i think getting more followers has uh improved the content which i see good on there and i think we're finally finding a good little niche yeah so that's fun yay uh we as we said at the top of the episode now at the bottom of the episode we do have a patreon if you enjoy the things that we create and you wish to curate for us huzzah you can give us some money and you get some cool little bonus things you get to help give us input on the shows i will actually do character illustrations at certain tiers uh we got show notes uh we also have the the spooky season holiday raffle at the end of the month Woo! if you are a patron by the end of the month of yes. October of 2023, because that's how time works. It's yeah. the truth. We have some uh, prizes left to reveal, but like I mentioned earlier, we've got a copy of the new Werewolf book, and we've got a dice box with some vamp dice and some goodies in there. Mm-hmm. And we got we got at least two more things to announce. Yes. Like, we might throw some more in there just for fun. Yeah. Because we love be y'all time. so much. And no matter what tier that you subscribe at, um, I now do a monthly patron exclusive episode where I'm writing the script on those. And our patrons get to vote on what I cover. We just put our first two up. It's a little series on microscope. We talk about the rules, how to use it with World of Darkness, Vampire. Then we sat down and played it and made our own little setting. And we still have the cards out in front of us. The dream begins. Yes, we we are working on wrapping up the world so that we can package it and deliver it to y'all. Yeah, so we're gonna we, we're, we're gonna do one more episode on that for uh, next month, I think, just to because we enjoyed it so much and everyone seemed to really enjoy it. So mm-hmm. we're gonna do a third one on that, and then I got some cool ideas going forward on that couple ideas hell the fuck yeah and if you're doing things with cool ideas you got a cool project working on uh doing things at conventions 
uh, your own podcast, making game stuff, doing things with uh, within the goth scene, art, music, horror, film, what have you, cosplay, streaming. If you're a real goddamn vampire. We're trying. <laughs> hit <laughs> us up. At blankbodies at gmail. We are happy to do a chitty chat and share your cool stuff. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, come yeah. have a come have a talk. I got I do have a new interview lined up, but I haven't done one in a while, so I'm excited to get back to those. Yes, you can interview me. I do every episode technically. Like, that's kind of the whole point. I would call it more of a conversation. Mm. That's kind of what an interview is. He doesn't ask me questions. Interview with a vampire. Human. Human. A human being. Yeah, says says the Toreador. Uh huh. Look. Look. I am a human. Uh-huh. I was outside earlier today. Uh-huh. Likely story. I ate so much pho. You did eat so much pho. You're going to have to throw it up later. I would have, look, with the amount of pho that I ate, I would have had to roll like 13 willpower checks just to get it down. At least it's not the fucking cream pies this time. Uh, I got some more at home. No. No, I just got nut bars now. No. <laughs> End of the episode, please. <laughs> okay, I love you. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Bye. Mwah, mwah, mwah.